0: Morning, everybody. I'm really sorry that I can't be with you this morning, but welcome to Serving Sunday. Here at CitySight, we completely reset our rotors every six months or so. Um, So our current rotors are going to end at the end of June, and then in six Sundays' time, our next rotors will start. And this morning, we have an opportunity to sign up for those rotors, and that just gives us enough time to get all of the DBS checks and stuff done for our kids' work teams. Um, So this morning, we're going to have a quick look at what Jesus says about serving. We're going to hear from the various serving teams that you can sign up for. And then we're going to have a bit of time to do the actual sign up before the end of our meeting. Everything that I say this morning is um, going to be about our Sunday morning serving. But obviously, serving is actually a much broader thing than that. We can serve in many different ways and not just on a Sunday morning. And so what I'm going to say also applies to that wider definition of serving. So maybe you're quite new here and you're thinking, I don't know where to serve or maybe even why to serve or what serving actually involves. Maybe you're thinking, great, I can sign up to the team that I always serve on on the week that I do and it works really well. Maybe you're here thinking, oh gosh, not another Serving Sunday. Serving on a Sunday morning is such a struggle at the moment. I wonder how many of us think about serving as a blessing that we receive. As I stand here now, I'm being blessed by the PA team. You can hear me on this recording because they're putting my sound through the speaker system. The projector team are blessing me by displaying this video for you to see. And if I was in the room with you, the Kids Work team would be blessing me by um, caring for and teaching my children so that I could be focused on what was happening in the room. I am blessed by all these people serving. So thank you so much for all that you do. And for those of you who serve week in, week out, I'm really grateful for the way that you serve our church. So it's it's easy to recognise the blessing that serving is to other people. And it's true, it is a blessing to other people. But let's have a listen to what Jesus says about serving in the Gospel of John and chapter 13. To give you the context, Jesus and his disciples are in Jerusalem. They're about to celebrate the Passover meal in what has famously become known as the Last Supper. But before they can eat, they need their feet washing. Now, this was an unpleasant task that was reserved for the most lowly of servants, and none of the disciples are going to rush to do it. But Jesus quietly gets on with it. The disciples are shocked by his actions. There's a bit of a back and forth, and eventually the task is finished. And if we pick up from chapter 13 and verse 12, reading from the New Living Translation we read this. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, and this was a profound act of service, remember, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. So there's the why we should serve. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Jesus has demonstrated serving in a shocking and tangible way to his disciples. He's told them that it's an example that they need to follow. But did you notice what the result will be? Let's have another look at verse 17. It says, now you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. God will bless you. Who is you? Well, it's not the person being served, it's the person doing the serving. There is blessing from God for those you serve. Yeah, but is there really? I mean, sure, for someone like me who has done the projector for a number of years, feels very confident in what they're doing, enjoys facilitating worship, gets to still be in the main room and has lots of fun doing it, the blessing is obvious. But I wonder if any of you have had these thoughts. I'm down to serve this Sunday. It's really inconvenient this week. I feel like I bless other people all the time. Why can't I be the one who's blessed for a change? Work has been so busy and so stressful. I'd really like to just be at church and let someone else do the serving. When serving feels like that, where is the blessing? I am married to a very servant-hearted man who loves to solve problems and is quite technologically minded. And when we went into lockdown in 2020, Stephen joined the broadcast team so that those who were involved in um, running the meetings from um, over Zoom could focus on their roles during the meetings rather than worrying about the tech. When it became an option to broadcast from the Henry Fry Centre, Stephen did loads of research and he um, joined the team that architected, installed and then ran the tech side of things. And it was a really, really complicated setup. It took ages to get it to a point where they could ask other people to help. And he really enjoyed it. Yes, there were stressful and frustrating weeks, but Stephen got to see people. He got to facilitate church meetings and he was really blessed by serving in this way. I, on the other hand, felt about as far from blessed as could be. Lockdown for our family was generally a positive experience. The children were young enough that I didn't need to worry about home learning. I wasn't working or trying to juggle other commitments. We have enough space that Stephen could work from home and we've got a good garden to use. But Sunday mornings were a time that I came to dread. Stephen would leave the house to get here for about eight o'clock in the morning and he wouldn't get home until about 12. And my children will testify to the fact that I was not the best version of myself during these times. There was just something about Sunday mornings. The smallest thing would set me off. I found it really stressful. I didn't like trying to do online church with my kids by myself. It was all really hard work. And actually I resented having to serve the church in this way. It was inconvenient for me. It was uncomfortable for me. It was hard work and it was burdensome. Where was the blessing? Well, after trying Stephen's pretty epic patience with all my grumbling, he gave me a gentle nudge that reminded me that actually none of it was about me. I don't know if you noticed the number of times I used the words I or me in my story. And so I came to Jesus in repentance and I finally asked him for help. And in his beautiful and gracious generosity, I found that there was, in fact, a really rich vein of blessing to be had. Firstly, Jesus reminded me of a word that I had been given about a year before, about God wanting to give me broad shoulders to carry a load, but that I wouldn't be carrying it in my own strength, but in his strength. And it felt like a weight had been lifted. In giving my burden to Jesus, I could carry his instead. Did that fundamentally change what our Sunday mornings looked like? No, not at all did it change how I approached them? Absolutely. I stopped dreading them and grumbling against the situation and I tried to see them as an act of worship and service that I could gladly give. Secondly, it did then get to a point where the broadcast team could recruit other members and so I joined that team and I was blessed by seeing different people, by not having to carry Sunday mornings at home by myself, by facilitating church meetings and learning new skills. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, it wasn't a pleasant task. In fact, it was really gross. Middle Eastern feet at the time would have been walking around in open sandals through dust and dirt and animal dung. And as I said earlier, this was a job that was reserved for the lowliest servant. Jesus did it anyway. I doubt that it was something he particularly enjoyed doing. It was probably quite uncomfortable for him. But he did it anyway. And Jesus didn't stop at the washing of his disciples' feet. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, we read, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. When Jesus died on the cross, it was his ultimate act of service for us. It wasn't comfortable or convenient. He didn't want to do it. We know that he asked God if there was any other way. And yet, we read in Hebrews, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. Where is the blessing when serving is inconvenient or uncomfortable or feels like a burden? Well, I think it's in drawing close to Jesus and receiving from him. Jesus tells us, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Now we do have to be a little bit careful here. If we're serving in order to get a blessing, then we're not really serving at all. But it's more like as we learn to lean on Jesus, to willingly submit to his will um, for our lives, as we make our serving less about us and more about him, there is a deep, wonderful rest for our souls. There's an opportunity to become more like the people we were made to be, living in harmony with our creator and giving our whole lives as worship to him. This isn't always easy and it's not always possible. I do know that there are times in life where the battle is in getting to a Sunday morning meeting and there is no capacity for serving. When I was pregnant and after the birth of my second child, I struggled with mental and physical health issues, and there was no way that I could manage serving at that time. And I also had to ask Stephen to take a step back because I needed his support. Eventually, though, serving became part of my recovery, and I don't have time to go into that now, but if you'd like to hear more about that part of my story, please talk to me about that because I'd like to share it with you. Jesus doesn't need you to serve. Your salvation is not dependent or even affected by your serving. But he does invite you to do it. And in doing so, you will be blessed. It might be uncomfortable or inconvenient or just really hard work. But there is such joy to be found in drawing closer to Jesus, in deepening your relationship with him and finding new intimacy. And you never know, it might in fact be immensely enjoyable and a whole lot of fun anyway. So we're going to hear from the Sunday morning serving teams now by watching a video. And as we do, why don't you prayerfully consider where Jesus is inviting you to serve in this next rate of season? I think something that's great about resetting the rate every six months is that if you join a team and realise it's not for you, you've only made a commitment for six months and you can choose a different team next time. Um, so let's hear now from the Sunday morning serving teams.